and welcome to Fantasy Football Noise. This week we're going to review Game Week 31, among other things. And with me, as always, is Mr. Steve Baker. Hello, John. And of course, Mr. Wayne Mitchell. Baker, JB, hello, hello, hello. Everybody okay? Oh, what a weekend that was. What a week that was. I'm not even going to ask, I'm not even going to wait for you to (laughs) ask me how I got on. I'm so excited to tell you. I got 121 points. Yes. Uh, ripple of applause for that. 121 points. From four games. It's really good. I know, for four games. I haven't looked back, but I genuinely don't think I've hit that number more than twice in my entire FPL career. And I've done it on a game week with four games. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thanks in no small part to the assistance, of course, of a certain Mr. Salah. <laughs> I, th- I think for me, it was my highest, probably my highest game week ever in any season that I've played. I can't remember having scored higher than that because I'm pretty crap at it. What did you get, Mitch? I got 95. Brilliant. Was that net of your minus 16 or was that before? No, that's gross. You have to take 16 off that. Okay. Regrettably. I got 87. Lovely. So where does that leave us on the head-to-head? Well, Baker moves ahead. Was it 12, 11? Did you have a lead? No, it was 11, 11, 8, wasn't it? 11, 11, 8, wasn't it? So 12, 11, 8. Yeah. 12-11-8. Did you see, by the way, that somebody suggested on Twitter that we should, next season, we should set up a head-to-head league with each other, like an official, rather than us just keeping note on the back of a fag packet, set up an actual head-to-head league with each other and also have where we compete against the average score, whatever the average score is each week. Yes. To see how we all how we all feel. I quite I like that idea. I like that idea too. Definitely, let's do that. Mm. Yeah, brilliant idea. Add that to the list yeah, right. for the intern, Mitch. Indeed. It's, it's quite a job profile that's coming together here, you know. Full-time job. I think so. What are we paying? Oh, wouldn't that be great if we put the put the job description on our on our weekly email? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Growing job description. <laughs> <laughs> the silly thing is, someone probably would want to do it. Yeah, I think so. Stop it. They would. I know people that they've started their first job as interns get paid absolutely fuck all for it. The privilege of working for a brand name. What better brand name than Fantasy Football Noise Podcast? <laughs> what better? What like better name? Household name. Several, several other podcasts I could I could mention, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps if we offer nothing <laughs> and explain explain that you can work from home, the hours are completely on your terms. Yeah. Correct. Do whatever you want to do, yeah. as little as much as you want. Yeah, but that's, that's not bad. Imagine that line on your CV terms. that says you're an intern on Fantasy Football Noise podcast. Mm-hmm. The world's favourite <laughs> fantasy football <laughs> fantasy football podcast. Might need an asterisk next to that with a small clarif- clarifying yeah. note at the bottom that we've no way of measuring whether it's the world's favourite, and strongly doubt whether it is or not. Completely fabricated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interestingly, the average points this game week were 46. Yeah. If you'd captain Salah, you got 58. What bunch of fuckheads didn't <laughs> captain Salah? I think the majority must surely be those those teams who the people just not playing anymore. One one guy in our personal league scored four points. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you had Kane Kane captain. <laughs> <laughs> It, actually, oh, what yeah. what it did show 
when I was following what was going on in the game and on social media and so on, it it definitely last week showed who's still playing and who's not. Yeah, a bunch of people that yeah. haven't even taken any action now that Kane and Aguero are injured. People who haven't got Salah in their team or did and didn't captain him. Yeah, it's it's pretty much I th- I think almost split the game in half or maybe sixty forty. Sixty percent of players are actually playing it and forty percent probably aren't. Yeah, maybe. Now, as we know, our objective here is to get better at fantasy football, and we are we are definitely getting better. But you know, we're pushing through to the end of the season. We want to take our, all of our lessons into next season. Come on, fantasy football community, don't give up. You too can get 121 yeah, points definitely. in a game week with only four games. One of the most remarkable stats for me, Baco, last week was I. Uh, my overall rank increased by 425,000 places on the back of my blank game. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I managed 250,000 yeah. place increase. Yeah, I went up 140k. Brilliant. Yeah, nice. So you played your free hit, Baker, right? Yeah, played the free hit. Um, and the ones that did well for me were Stanislas, um, mm. Mane, and of course... I called the Palace clean sheet in Yorkshire and I picked Tomkins. So Tomkins scored and Van Arnholt got clean sheet. So what a great week. Can I take a tiny bit of credit for steering you away from a triple Bournemouth defence? You can. You can indeed. I must admit I still had Ake and Daniels. So when Rodriguez scored, I didn't call him a very Mm. nice name. (laughs) Daddy used a naughty word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, how right we were to go with the with the triumvirate from Liverpool. Although Robertson did score more, didn't he? Robertson would have been the better call than Firmino in hindsight. Well, yeah, as it turned out, you've got to be happy with the way that shaped up, mate. Yeah, absolutely delighted. I mean, for me, for my team, I did quite well. But the only only thing that really worked out well for me, other than the three Liverpool players I already had, was was Van Arnholt. Um so my Mounier and Van Lepara, which I sort of, I brought them into my side a couple of weeks ago with with the blank game week in mind. Uh, also Bauer and Shakiri, none of them did very well. And here's the thing, right? Preparing for blank game weeks ahead of time is is all well and good and good planning, but the big danger is you have a lot loss of form, you have an injury, so often you're thinking four or five game weeks ahead just to get through it. And you take, like, yeah. Reggie Van Lepara. Three weeks ago, you would have thought he was a guaranteed starter for Huddersfield at home against Palace. Mm. But bad game against the Swans the week before. Got dropped to the bench. So that's that's the danger of planning, isn't it? And you've got injuries as well, and yellow cards, etc. Yeah, it's probably also the danger of backing, you know, players from shit teams. I mean, he had two <laughs> good weeks, didn't he, against, against Bournemouth and West Brom. Um <laughs> But he's only scored three goals the whole season, so I, yeah, I'm probably guilty of thinking, right, there's a differential. There's there's someone who's in good form. Did it did did it two weeks in a row, and then basically blank for the next three. So we were all saying Van Lepara me up, weren't we? You know, yeah, yeah. after those those two games. Did he watch and, uh, any of Huddersfield choice, Palace? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mounier was pretty poor. Yeah, he's gone as well. Anyway, he's <laughs> straight out of my side. As you know, I spent points last week to try and prepare myself for the blank game week. So I, I'm I'm still pretty happy with my score, but um, I I worked it out 
on uh, on Sunday, I think, that I spent 16 points. I think the players that I brought in only scored me 14. I was just going to ask you this exact question. Uh, yeah, yeah so, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Was it a worthwhile exercise? Yeah, no, so, so I was net down two, I think. So, no, it wasn't a worthwhile exercise. But not a costly exercise. You gave yourself a chance of scoring, obviously, heavily, didn't you? There is that, and we we talked about that the week before, didn't we? That uh, actually you're Mm. buying yourself the opportunity to score more. So I bought myself the opportunity, spent two points, and that's it. So not the end of the world. To not pay off, but no, exactly. What you what you can guarantee is that if you hadn't done that, you'd you'd have had five zeros. So correct, yeah, yeah. All all, and I I backed the home sides actually, and uh, so disappointed in in Huddersfield. You know, had it been a clean sheet, that would have been you know another what another nine points that would have been on the on the board. So you know, it was fine margins, I guess. But there we go. Yeah. So we look at who did well. I mean, you got uh, Chenk Tosin is looking like a. Looking like an asset to start considering, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. He's got to be in our thinking. Yeah, four goals in his last three games. I think he's got and... Charlie Adam to thank for getting that opportunity to a large degree, though, hasn't he? Yeah, quite possibly so, yeah. But anyway, moving forward, they've got um, two tough fixtures next, two home games against City and then Liverpool. But then the next four are all FDR2s. Yep, and interestingly, Everton, Huddersfield, Saints, Everton play. Uh, they're not. A, they don't blank. They don't have a double game week, and they don't blank. So they'll give you, yeah, provided he scores or scores you points, you'll get points in each week. So you don't have to make team adjustments necessarily for those game weeks with Tosin. Beautiful. Yeah, seems to be settling in a bit, doesn't it? Um, I had five of the team of the week this week, Joe. In my Did side. you? Yeah. That's that's definitely the Tompkins. most white stars I've got. Tompkins, Van Arnholt. Stanislas Salah and Mane. Great work, mate. Thanks, man. Lovely stuff. I'm personally well. We, we don't want to get too far into the the, um, the coming game weeks because we're gonna we're gonna do a short show tonight and then we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna do a preview show next week where we'll look more in detail at game week 32. But um, I've got my eye on Arsenal, Arsenal assets and United assets with an eye on the double game weeks to come. But, um, have um, you uh, have you been looking at Mitch's FDR tracker by any chance? I have. I was very impressed with it. What have you been up Mitch's to, Mitch? Foray into. I'm trying to not be terribly shit for the rest of the season. So I thought I, I'm. So I'm now going to use my wild card, and I. I wasted my wild card at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. So I think I used it in game week three. At the time, you both. Um, berated me firmly to say what on earth are you doing you clown and in hindsight I now know that that was a poor decision so I've got this wild card I want to make sure that I'm using it for the rest of the season I've not got a free hit or anything else I think I've got bench boost left but I want to make sure that I'm picking players that are now going to score me points are going to deliver across all game weeks if possible and are going to be consistent, so that's what I'm trying to do. So yeah, I thought the uh, the fixture difficulty rating or rank would be a good thing to look at um, across the rest of the season, just to get a, a view of the average difficulty of fixtures. Um, also taken a look at um, goals scored and uh, scorers concentration as well. So yeah, I'm just trying to give myself the best chance of doing well. That's a new one on me, the score of concentration. Well, I made that one up myself, actually. No, did you? Yeah. Yeah, concentration is a measure that is usually used in market share. So, you know, in a market, if you had 
three competitors taking the bulk of the market share, then it would be highly concentrated. Whereas if you've got a hundred competitors, then you know it's 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 poorly concentrated. So what I was looking at is where teams have got a high concentration. It means that their goals are coming from a a, a small pool of players so you look at Spurs for example they've got a very high concentration basically most of their goals are coming from Kane, Son and Eriksson yeah whereas you look at the opposite end of the scale so you look at Newcastle they've had 15 different players have scored for them this season they've got the lowest concentration in the league meaning that actually goals could come from pretty much anywhere in the Newcastle side because they haven't got those out and out scorers in their side so, but not but not many of them, not many goals. Well, yeah, not that many of them. Yeah, you're right. Lots of people that can score them, but that you're not going to get many. Yeah, correct. Midge, yeah. hello. What have you done with Midge? You're actually talking sense about fantasy football. This is brilliant. It is. Well, and I, I had a bit of time of, on my hands of luck, one evening. Did you were a bit bored? You started started to give a fuck. I think that's what's happening. Do you know why uh, I've started anyway, to give a fuck? Cause, that's what's happened. Because I want to do well next season. In, in truth, at the beginning of this season, I was totally and utterly oblivious to things like double game weeks. As you'll remember, when I called out, hey, it's a double game week, and it was just a Friday fixture. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are the days. I, I was utterly <laughs> oblivious to most of the rules. In fact, all of the rules. And actually, I think if you play it properly, it can be quite fun, and you can... You know, you can achieve and be near the top. It's fairly demoralising to be on the second page of our of our league table. So yeah, I think with everything that we've learned through doing the podcast and through interacting with other people in the FPL community, actually next season I've got high hopes. So I'm trying to start my preparations now. Nice, very good. I'm I'm, I'm half of me is 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 hopeful and delighted, and the other half is a bit scared. Mitch, you're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry that much, Baco. Also, I, I did quite like having a sort of Baldrick character within our ranks. Yeah, actually, we're going to have to fire bit... you now. We've got no one to take the piss out of because you're quite good at fantasy now. Do you know, there was a, there's a chap I play football with and he said to me, he said, oh, I've listened, listened to your podcast. I said, oh, have you, Adam? Oh, that's great. Thanks very much, mate. And uh, he said, yeah, you, you remind me a little bit of that, that Carl Pilkington that, that does that show with Ricky Joe. I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah great. Yeah, thanks very fucking well. much. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to be a, 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 a dimwit. To be fair, you seemed quite happy for the majority of the season to wear that hat. I didn't care that much, <laughs> but I care now. No, but you were you were flagrantly burning through your points, <laughs> making multiple transfers every week, spending points. How many have you spent this season? This season, I've spent eighty points this season so far, <laughs> which is just profligate. So yeah, I intend to not do that next season. That is profligate. Uh, shall we have a quick look? At the Manager of the Month competition in our mini league. Yes. Now, there is actually one game week effectively left, left to go, isn't there? Yeah, Even one game week to go. Day. I must admit, when I when I looked at it for the first time on Saturday night, and I must have pressed refresh about 340 times because I was so excited, <laughs> I expected to be top of this top of this bastard. And I'm not. I'm, a, I'm eighth. And I'm, and I'm gutted. Mm. But I am delighted to say... That our good friend, friend of the show, Larry of Brest, is top of the manager yeah. of the month. Wouldn't it be nice to talk to William De Costa? It would be lovely to and talk to William all, De Costa. Hear all about his uh, his team, how it came about, why he constantly posts pictures of <laughs> breasts on Twitter <laughs> in response to people's comments. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but the other day he was oh, like, dear. to console you all, here's a pair of nice breasts. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to find out about that banter and more, you can go to at fantasy underscore noise. You can indeed. We've also just signed up to MailChimp. So um, if you'd like to get some more um, bonus material, some extra content, which will be in the form of extra chunks of the podcast, that will be in the form of some insights, probably written by Steve, and some more fantastic spreadsheets, which will be very helpful, compiled by Mitch, all that sort of lovely stuff. Um, just give us your email address. We'll put the MailChimp link on Twitter. Um, and yes if you give us that you will be the first to receive all that lovely bonus material so please go ahead and do that and we promise it will be worth your while and I've pretty much drafted the first week's MailChimp out and it contains Mitch's FDR tracker nice have you cool great and lots of other interesting snippets great lovely and we're also going to include a bit of extra audio chat we've been approached by another a new podcast called The Lightning Draft, I believe. The premise of their show is that they do Lightning Draft, whereby you just pick five players each week and you go head-to-head with each other. Um, And they've challenged us to put uh, together a Lightning Draft team. So we've accepted that challenge, and we're going to do that, which we're going to record after this show, and then we'll include the audio for that uh, as bonus material. And we've got to send them our pick in a 60-second segment, which they will play into their show. So that's quite nice. Very nice. And Looking given Mitch's new found love of the game, we might even let him have a pick. Why not? Let's I've do already that. picked. I've already right, got five so just in case. <laughs> just in case you haven't <laughs> so done your prep. Did you hear, by the way, about West Brom? I mean, it was well-circulated stat, but um, they've lost 24 points from winning positions this season. <laughs> Did you hear that? I didn't know that. If they'd held on to win all of those games that they led in, They'd be seventh. <laughs> yeah, so that's a bit of a damning one, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit. Um, no way back for them now. Um, I really enjoyed Stanislas's free kick for the winner. That oh. was a really lovely way to win a game of football, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mitch, did you watch a single second of Premier League football this weekend? I saw a bit of uh, Liverpool-Watford. Nice. But that was it. And I can't remember where I saw it. I think I saw one or two of Salah's goals. Yeah. Ah, yes, I know what it was. Because I watched the rugby. And then I did watch a little bit of Liverpool afterwards. But then the uh, it was snowy here. And so the children wanted to do experiments in the kitchen. So uh, I had to forego watching football and make slime. <laughs> so uh, I tell you what, I wonder if it. you picked up then on the fact that two of Salah's finishes... He hit the ball so early and so incongruously that the keeper barely moved and they weren't hard <laughs> shots. That is yeah. that is one of his great skills, isn't it? He really does hit it early. Yeah, and such a small amount of backlift. Yeah. But that's a, a that's a confident yeah. or a player playing with confidence where they're relaxed gotcha. and they just think, I am going to score or I am going to make that pass or make that tackle. And that's what he looks like. He just looks relaxed. And it's any any good striker, take someone like Morata, I don't think in any of the games I've seen him play, he hasn't looked relaxed. He's always looked like a man under pressure. And the, his game just hasn't flowed. He's been poor all season, hasn't he? Yep. Salah spends the entire time smiling, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Beaming, beaming smile. It's wonderful to watch. <laughs> 
really is. A couple of interesting um, snow variants on the weekend. So, so the Bet365 went properly white. And and they they did well to paint the lines blue because it was the old blue lines, yeah. Actual snow, and then at Liverpool we didn't quite get snow on the pitch, but just different different shades of I don't know condensation dew. What would you call it on the grass? It looked rubbish. I'd call it fascinating banter. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Fish. Weather cunt. Yeah. <laughs> he gives a fuck about the weather. What are you talking about, man? Yeah. No one wants to tune in for that. No, um, but did you see that Salah has now surpassed the total point score of the last of the of the leading player of the last three seasons? Yes. With with seven games to go. Did I you know. see that? Phenomenal, isn't he? So here's a que- here's a question for Mitch. Go on. Can you tell me who the top point scorers were in the previous three seasons of FPL? Previous three seasons, right. Last three years. I think one of those seasons would have been Frank Lampard, three seasons ago. The last, no. No, is that too too late? All right, well, De Bruyne then. No. Sanchez? Sanchez is one. Um, Ozil? All, all midfielders. Not Ozil? No, not Ozil. Um, no. Mares. Mares, very good. And the year before that... Uh, oh, I'm struggling. Uh, no, I don't... You had the right team Did I? with Lampard. Uh, Fabregas? Mm-mm. Hazard? That's hey. the one. Yeah. So he's already surpassed their end-of-season tallies. Pretty impressive. Wow. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. That's a record not to be not to be beaten, isn't it? Well, quite possibly. I reckon he'll break the 300 barrier. Right, so shall we, because it's going to be a short show, let's have a quick break and let's have a little trivia. Um, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about draft um, after the break. And that will probably do us. Are you ready? It's my turn on the trivia. Yeah. It is your turn. Great. Always ready. Let's have it. Okay. <clears throat> there are 11 grounds that have, have featured in the Premier League that are now closed. Can you oh name six God. of them? Why only six of them? Why can't we name all of them? You can try, but um, uh, it'd be great if you got 11. We'll, we'll see, see how many you get at the end of the show, right? Okay. John, John's already exhaling. Great. I'm ready. Simple. Great. Well, let's go to the break and we'll get the answers later. Okay, welcome back to part two. Um, we're going to make it a pretty short section. Um, we're just quickly going to reflect on where we all stand with draft fantasy. Um, for those that haven't listened, we're playing uh, the draft fantasy football.co.uk's game, and we're also doing their Champions League version. Massively enjoying both. The the Premier League version has been very, very hotly contested. Um, I was knocked off top spot last week, and then came back in. Back in again with uh, 60 points in the blank game week. So I'm back on top by 15 points now, which is enjoyable. Salah, obviously, my star um, man. It was kind of weird, wasn't it, with the blank game week in in draft fantasy? Because you couldn't couldn't ship out all your decent players. You had no option of wild cards or free hits. You had to kind of find a balance, didn't you? Yeah. Because remember, as soon as you transfer someone out, he becomes available for someone else to pick up. Yeah. So you didn't want to get shot of Hazard or 
Aguero or Kane or anyone like that. Oh, Kane, fair enough. But you didn't want to get shot of Hazard or Aguero or David no, Silva. Right. In fact, as soon as one of the other guys got rid of Arnautovic last last week leading into it, I'd picked him up straight away. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can you can sit on my bench. <laughs> but they weren't. But like you say, not many people. Not many people ditched their prize assets, did they? No. And there was a bit of a bit of a bun fight this morning for the better players who were transferred out. Yep. A lot of Arsenal players got snapped up again this morning. I'm keeping Tomkins. But, I brought um, Tomkins into my draft and he almost scored two. You? Nice. He's brilliant. I like Tomkins. Yeah, brilliant. I brought in Rondon for that for that game and he scored <laughs> for me. And Stanislas. So yeah, not too bad, but they they've all they're all gone already. I've I'm rejuvenated my forward line. I brought in Maratta, Wood and Rashford. I'm not being funny, but Morata so is pony. It's a decent looking forward line going forward. He seems to be favouring Giroud now as well. Yeah, we'll mm. see. He scored oh. in the cup. I'm hoping it might give him a bit of extra confidence boost. I think Morata's a great shout, mate. <laughs> I, can tell, I can hear the sincerity in your voice. That's a poor shout, yeah. that, Jay. If I can refer you back to my spreadsheet, Chelsea have got a very low <laughs> concentration. Their goals have come from 16 different players, so that means that, that they right, can't man? rely upon their assets. Their, their goals could come from anywhere. So I wonder. I wonder to myself. Just on your spreadsheet, so a little bit of gut's got to come into it. Bit of gut feeling. No, no, I don't think so. Science is just fine. <laughs> data only needed. <laughs> your data only. <laughs> FPL robot. And then if we quickly move across to the Champions League, that's been entertaining, hasn't it? Champions League was brilliant. So, so one thing that perhaps I didn't appreciate when we started the Champions League draft was that. After everyone's side got knocked out, you needed to ditch players and pick up new players quickly. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be left with a shit side. So the the waivers was a great waivers on the Friday after the Champions League, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Especially as I had brought in after PSG got knocked out, I topped up with United players, thinking they're plum home title severe. So I had four United players among others. So I, yeah, I had about six players to get rid of so I've managed to fill my squad up but that's, it's fair to say that most of them are fringe players so we'll see how many actually feature in the next round there's only 20 points separating the top four in our in our mini league so it's great competition going into the to the quarterfinals yeah yeah it's brilliant looking forward to seeing how that how that progresses because after this round there just aren't going to be enough players left so we're all going to be in decimated squads aren't we so and the amazing thing is, one of those top four is Simon Clapperton, whose internet connection was so poor that he entirely was unable to participate in the draft, so ended up with a load of old shit, and then very quickly replaced his team, and to some incredible effect, actually. So bravo, Clappers. Right, should we wrap the show up with the trivia? I'd love to. Let's get those answers. Uh, I'm, an, I'm not very confident at all. <laughs> I've got 11 written down. You have not. Have you I really? Have, have I you? have. Have you cheated? Yeah. Nope, I haven't cheated. Okay, just a, re- just a reminder of the question. Mm. There are 11 Premier League grounds that have obviously featured in the Premier League that are now closed. Can you name them? So, shall we go to Mitch first? Please. Highbury. Correct. Cool. John. Will you count White Hart Lane? Yes, I will. It's on the list. Great. Mitch. Um, the Dell. 
Correct. Oh, yeah. John. Um, the baseball ground? Correct. Well Who done. Who played at the baseball ground? Derby County. Uh, 2004 it closed. Right, so my go. Uh, I'll go for Upton Park. Correct. Of course. Um, oh, Sunderland's former ground. Correct. Can I get half a point for getting the name right? No, no, let him battle on with Sunderland's ground. quite not got it yet. Stadium of Light. Before. Closed in... Closed in 1997 Sir. with a capacity of 22,500. It was, beginning with R. Oh, Jesus. It's on the tip of my tongue. Can I just say what? it? Yeah. Roker Park. Roker Park. Roker Park. Yes, half point each. <laughs> Four two, Mitch. Um, I'm not certain of this one. It may just be a name change, but I'm going to go for the Vetch Field. Uh, no, the Vetchfield never featured in the Premier League. Did John. it not? Ooh. I am struggling now. Why don't you go to... Don't give him clues. Some There is a side that is amazing in this year's Premier League. Oh, Main Road. Yes. Of course. Like a... Don't be bitter, Mitch. Mitch. Is Craven Cottage closed? No. It is not closed. It's well open. Yeah. Shit. I make it 4-3, but I only wanted you to name six, and I think you've named seven. So I think you boys have done very well. Shall I put you out of your misery with the remainder? Yeah, go on. I've got a few. Okay. Can I just tell you? Yeah, Whatever really Middlesbrough yes? ground used to be. Correct. What was it called? Dunno. Ayrson Park. Ayrson Park. Oh, wow. I would never have got that. Highfield Road. Yes. Correct. Very good. And Bolton played at, if you remember, it had a supermarket in the corner of it. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, it's called Burnden Park. No, I wouldn't have got that. That's us. Oh, okay. We got them. Yeah. Marvellous. I like that. Slightly different. There you go. It wasn't as bad as you thought, Jay. Yeah, good one. Good trivia, Bako. Thanks, mate. All right, brilliant. Well, we've got uh, no mucky story this week, um, but we'll hopefully bring you one next week. Uh, we are planning to do a Game Week 32 preview show, which when we'll look into all the key issues. Uh, Mitchell have no doubt turned out a couple more spreadsheets for us to ponder by then. Um, and <laughs> yes, if you listening, yes, you happen to have a funny story of any kind, please feel free to get in touch. Drop us a, a direct message on Twitter where we are at fantasy underscore noise and we will get in touch with you and explain to you how you can get your story to us if you're on whatsapp you can literally record yourself take a couple of minutes ping it to us directly and we'll play it into the show so your voice will be heard on the show and everyone can enjoy your story feel free to change the names anonymity is guaranteed and uh we hopefully <laughs> look forward to hearing a couple of gems from our listeners in the meantime that's us for this week Enjoy the internationals, and we'll speak to you again next time. Cheerio. Cue the music.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.